What's up, everyone? I'm Brady Morgan, and I'm the host of the Budget Trek Podcast. If you haven't already, head over to Apple Podcasts, hit that subscribe button, and review and rate the podcast. That would be very much appreciated. Before we dive in, I want to talk about our sponsor. SocialX is a community of entrepreneurs working together to make a positive impact on the world, scale their businesses, make more money, and build their networks with like-minded individuals. They teach entrepreneurs how to go from zero to six figures through weekly mastermind calls featuring top business leaders, online courses, and amazing events all over the country. If you're interested in learning more about SocialX, go to socialxevents.com and tell them you came from the Budget Trek podcast. Now, on to the show. What's going on, everybody? It is Brady Morgan, the host of the Budget Trek podcast. And today I am here with Brian Breach, otherwise known as that viral guy and the host of America's Gone Viral. Brian, what's up, man? What's going on, man? Thank you so much for having me. I truly appreciate it. Truly Thanks appreciate it. Thanks for coming on, my man. So, from a new audience out there to get a little background on what Budget Trick actually is, it started as me and my wife's platform for accountability and kind of documenting our journey towards financial freedom, you know, our struggles, our successes, and then adding in the interview component. You know, you're going to be able to hear about some of Brian's struggles, some of his successes, and apply them to your own journey because everyone has different journeys and everyone has different things that go along with that journey. But before we get into Brian's story and how that plays a role into the bigger picture, I always ask this first question, Brian, what is the dumbest thing you ever spent money on? <laughs> well, it was funny because the, the dumbest thing I ever spent money on was also combined with the dumbest thing, one of the dumbest thing I ever did. I was very, when I was younger, I was always looking for the come up, but I always hustle. I'm a totally different human being now. I'm still looking for the come up, but in a positive way. So very stupidly when, shit, I shouldn't even say this, I'll get a lawyer, but um, very <laughs> stupidly when I was, um, I was working at the Olive Garden back in, I had to be like 22, 23, and one of, somebody there dropped a credit card on the ground, they walked out um, like an idiot, and I, I, I would never ever do something like this, this was just very stupidity as a young person, uh, I took that credit card and went shopping at a mall, mm. right, and, and I don't mind saying all the, all the fuck-ups that I've, that I've gone through as a kid you know so i'm okay with talking about all this crazy stuff and i went into a mall and i was like man you know i'm living with my girlfriend at the time i'm like let me just buy a bunch of really stupid stuff i spent a thousand dollars on like a fog machine i got a lamp i got um i got all this stuff just stupid stuff that that meant absolutely nothing and i just wasted like a thousand dollars uh after already doing something dumb and i actually almost got caught at the mall doing it so um I'd say my dumbest purchase was taking a credit card that wasn't mine in the first place, which I should never have done. And then uh, I bought, a, I went to Spencer's, I bought a fog machine. I think I bought socks. I bought her a pair of shitty earrings. I bought, I just, it was like a slew of things that were pointless. You know what I mean? If yeah. I would get a thousand dollar come up today, the right way, I'd use it and invest it in something, you know, try <laughs> to buy something and flip that, you know, but right. not just spend it on silly things. So I guess that would have to be, the stupidest purchase that I've made. She smiled for a minute and we had cool fog in the house for a while. That, that was pretty dope, but uh, it's not well, worth it. I, I think you were, you were leveraging the power of other people's money the wrong way. The wrong way. <laughs> so, and people listening, do not do that. Learn from my mistakes. It was stupid. You will go to jail and you will get your ass caught. Especially nowadays, there's cameras everywhere. I mean, everywhere. Bro. Yeah, you're going to get caught. But Brian, I, I want to dive into your story because it's really interesting. Like, you go to your social media, you're interviewed on all these radio shows, you have all these features and all these major publications. How did you get started in all of this? What a weird journey it's been. What a, what a tangle web <laughs> it's, it's been. So it started off, you know, for years I did music. 
and music was my thing. Um, I started off in high school. We formed a group, you know, called Real Life Dialect, and we got to open up for a lot of major artists. And then I went through this thing where, you know, we were performing a lot, and then we became the promoters ourselves and started throwing the shows and opening up for people. And like to make a very long story short, we uh, we turned that into an independent label. We started a hip hop blog, a printing business, a clothing line. But throughout the whole time, I was still doing music, and I was I was releasing projects, and I was doing my thing, and it was great. But you know, th there's a very fine line with failing and knowing when to pivot, right? Right. So I got to that line right around the end, right around the end of 2016, early 2017. And I, I was already verified on Instagram and I already had a decent amount of following. And I came to the conclusion that I've gone as far in music as I can. I didn't feel like I was going to blow up, you know, so to speak. And um, I was like, let me, let me, let me switch it a little bit. But I didn't want to lose my following, so I started thinking, what can I, what can I put out there? What kind of content can I put out there that's going to retain my following? And right. I always implemented comedy stuff. I always shot funny stuff when I was a kid. I always like fake pretended I was some kind of comedian. So I was like, you know what? A lot of people are shooting funny content, funny skits, funny viral videos. And I, I remember writing on a whiteboard, like, you're going to go viral in one year, or you're going to pivot again and do something completely different. So I literally, I released my last album and then a little a little time later i think it was like eight eight my uh it was no it was like a year or something later i uh, i'm trying to think of the timeline but i did i got it i got a ted talk i was able to do the ted talk and then four months or five months after that something i shot went viral and it was the combination between the ted talk and the thing that went viral that just kind of exploded so i went through this right. year period of shooting skits funny videos social experiments pranks at heat games, you know, putting up crazy billboards. I was doing all this crazy stuff for a year and right at the end of the year, something went viral and it just got me so many opportunities. And instead of just saying, Oh, I went viral. I'm just going to chill. No, I used it. And I used the momentum of that. And I used the momentum of the Ted talks. So I was getting so many messages about the Ted talk that I got asked to speak. And I started speaking around the country about how to go viral, which is the <laughs> weirdest thing. That was the one thing I did not think would come from actually going internationally viral was that right. I'd be speaking about going viral. So the very long story short, from music to shooting these comedy sketches to the TED Talk to something going viral, and then this last year has been all the legit stuff that you said you saw the radio shows and the this, mm -hmm. the podcast and the publishing and all that stuff. So that's awesome, man. Yeah, that, that seems like a pretty crazy journey. And it's hard <laughs> it to really so pinpoint so your weird. success on any one thing. But with going viral, you know, I'm sure you know nowadays, like social media is such a saturated space. I mean, so many people are on it. So many people are trying to be the next big thing. Crazy. Is it more important to be consistent with your content? Meaning like if you have to post every single day, post that. Or is it more important to handpick and choose what you post hoping that something goes viral? What a great question. I mean, that, that's such an amazing question. And I'll tell you why. Because... I was very conflicted with what you just said for a very long time. At the beginning, I had told myself, I don't give a shit what I, what I put out. Like, cause I'm very particular with videos. I know it right. may not look at it from the outside perspective, but when I post stuff, it has to be perfect, at least to me, you know, mm -hmm. it could be all screwed up. But then as I started going, I realized, even though I told myself this at the beginning, even if people hate it, post it because there's going to be somebody that's going to like the exactly. shit stuff. And there's going to be some people that just love the good stuff. So I told myself in the very beginning that I was just going to start posting whatever. But then as I got into it, I started 
switching my vibe up and I'm like, shit, maybe I shouldn't post everything. Maybe I should be a little more particular. But what I realized, and if I have to truly answer the question that you just said, it would be this. I would choose consistency over perfection. And and I always go back to this example for that. I don't know if you remember this, but I don't know if you remember the Rick Ross 50 Cent Beef. Do you remember that? I don't. Yeah, so 50 Cent Beast with everyone. And, and right. the, reason I bring, the reason I bring this up is because I remember it very clearly. And 50 Cent, uh, pretty much way back in the day, what they say ended Ja Rule's career. But from my perspective, it wasn't 50 that ended Ja Rule's career. It was Ja Rule stopped posting content, stopped right. posting music. Now, when he went at Rick Ross and 50 Cent went at Rick Ross, the perception was, because 50 went hard, 50 literally had someone had sex with Rick Ross's baby mom. Like he went to Rick Ross's uh, or one of those guys' mom's job and threatened this woman while she was sleeping. Like it was not threatened her, but like filmed her while she was sleeping. It was bad. So the perception was Rick Ross is done. He, it was caught that he was like a, a corrections officer. His career is over. But what Rick Ross did, which I, if I ever met him in person, I would say, yo, good job. During that time, he never stopped releasing music. This man put out a hit every week, every week. Every week, every week, he's he's getting attacked by all angles. By and fans, he buried by that, fans, didn't he? By this same with Meek Mill. Meek Mill did the same thing during mm -hmm. that whole Drake beat. And when you put out content consistently, the perception is that you did not lose. The perception is that you kept going. The perception is that you will never fade away. And Rick right. Ross did that the right way. So you post content on social media, people will look at you like this guy is not playing around. He is on his A game, bad or good. He's putting out content. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, because I think at the end of the day, and I agree with you, I agree consistency is key there. I think everyone just wants to be relevant, right? Yeah. And if you're and only it's hard posting, to stay relevant with it so is. many people out there. Exactly. And I think if you wait for that perfect video, then what if you're only posting once a week, once a month, once every right. few months? And it's like, okay, well, everyone forgets who you are at that point. And like right. I said before, everyone's trying to do the same thing that yep. if you don't post for a month, I'm going to find someone else to, find, to look at their content, you know? Yeah. You can't wait for the perfect video because the one video of mine that went viral was the one of the only videos that I put zero thought into, zero effort. I woke up, thought about it that morning, shot it two hours after I thought about it, and that's the one that went viral. If I woke up and anything would have happened that day, my videographer didn't come through, I didn't get inspired, wouldn't have went viral. Maybe another video would have went viral, but that's the one that went viral, and it just it blows my mind that, that that was the one that went viral, the one I put no effort into. Well, what's your advice for people who maybe, maybe social media is not their primary mode of focus. Maybe they're growing their business. That's brick and mortar, but of course having a digital presence is important. Yeah. How would they be able to balance running a business if they're only a one man team and posting on social media every single day to stay relevant? You know, it, it's, this is where I struggled with as far as asking for help, right? I've always struggled with asking for help because I hate it. And I, I always try to take on everything and I'm at the point that I can't do it anymore. So, right. I mean, if, if somebody had to, if somebody starts a brick and mortar, they got no money, they can't really hire a social media guy, at the very least, go take your ass over to the Art Institute and get an intern. Get some, give them credits and, and show them the social media ropes. I would say that if you're starting a brick and mortar, Depending on what it is, I'd say 90% of businesses now still need social media. There's right. been a couple people, because I ran a social media business for a while, there's been a couple people that I'm like, you don't really need social media for what you do. I can't yeah. think of it off the top. What? But I would say if you're not the guy posting every day, hire a receptionist and make that her job. Implement it in her pay. 
hire the, the person sweeping the, the, the barbershop floor, implement the social media game into his business, post stories at least. The stories are easy, bro. You can, you can literally film a story once every hour and it takes you 15 seconds. You know exactly. what I mean? So you, you have to do it. If, if you really want to uh, make a make a, a digital imprint out there, you know? right? Do, do you think? And this is all we talk about Instagram because I feel like Instagram is is probably the, the most effective, hub. right? Yeah. I mean, they say TikTok, but I mean TikTok's kind of you weird. can't sell nothing on there yet, kind of. But I think yeah. I think Instagram is still more the funny, but the business side there's still there's still more business to be done on Instagram, right? But but with Instagram, do you think it's more important for people to post stories or posts? Because you know people's posts they get they just get lost. You know, especially right. with the algorithm, it's based off the interest. How long are you actually staying on the post? Are you clicking on the profile? Whereas stories, it's it's kind of more it's at the top of the sc- the screen the whole time. Right. It's well, the stories do disappear after twenty four hours and. I think they're, they're semi equally important. So what I did the last year is that I told myself to stop posting bullshit and filler and only post legitimate stuff. So I've been posting a little bit less, but I've been posting more legitimate stuff. And the reason I'm doing that is cause I want, I wanted somebody, you know, now that I'm like meeting new people and bigger mm-hmm. people and stuff like that, I wanted them to go to my page and no matter what they click in the last year, it's legit. So they don't have to scroll. Cause you know, about two years ago, it was like, people would have to really maneuver through my stuff to find the legitimate stuff. They would see a stupid meme. They would see a funny video I post. They would see this, that, and, but they wouldn't really know what I do because you have to scroll 12 posts to find now. Right. Every post, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, magazine, radio, podcast, something. So I've structured it in a way where every post is legitimate. But in order for people to go into my life and not just see the highlight reel, that's what my stories are for. But I also use my stories for swipe up stuff to bring them back to the post. So mm-hmm. if I get a thousand views on my stories or 2000 views on my stories, I'm sending people back to old posts to rack up more views. So I think they're equally important. I think they work together. Yeah. I think that's key too. And, and I think kind of utilizing all components of the platform itself. Oh, and yeah. I think, I think you can't go wrong there, but you know, with with everything you've done, you know, going viral with the music, with everything else, What's the next play? I know America's gone viral. That account is fairly new. Uh, yeah. So, what do you see yeah. with that happening? So, um, we are actually in talks with a streaming platform right now. It's a brand new streaming platform. Um, they actually have a movie, a movie studio that they're building out right now. Um, the deal is not finalized. We've had two meetings with them, and if the deal goes through, we are going to be able to get a lot of support to grow the show out shoot it every week the way I wanted. The original plan was to shoot one episode, shop it, try to get it on network, try to get it on a streaming platform, Hulu, uh, Netflix or whatever, which I'm still going to do. That's been negotiated that we still have the, the freedom to pitch it to those bigger networks. But if I can get it on an initial streaming platform right now, it'll allow people to be able to see my stuff. I'll be able to grow the show um, and the platform will grow and it's, it's a streaming, it's like a legitimate streaming platform. So if that deal goes through, knock on wood, then this <laughs> thing's going to get started. We already, we already signed, um, Francetti who has millions of followers, uh, as one of the judges, Supreme Patty, uh, has 6 million followers. And then Tonio skits, um, hasn't, uh, particularly signed, but we're in talks with him. So between those three, we'll have 11 million followers just built in right off the bat when we yeah. start shooting, you know? So and, that's and awesome, that's man. Yeah. I'm, I'm super so, so you, 
are, are you, you know, behind the scenes on this whole deal or are you going to be like a host? How's that going to work? I'm going to host the show, but I'm also going to be behind the scenes. So I'm going to, I'm going to figure out the marketing. I'm going to figure out the social media. I'm going to do it all, but obviously we're going to hire a team, but I'm going to be the host of the show. I'm going to be issuing the chat, the viral challenges to our contestants. And then the judges obviously are going to judge the creativity of these new up and coming content creators because content creators nowadays, that's almost like, like people strive to be that. That's almost like a career. Now you could be right. a content creator and that can be your actual career. So we're going to give a platform to brand new up and coming content creator teams, whether it be two brothers, uh, two sisters, cousin and cousin, best friends, whatever. And they're gonna compete against one another with these viral challenges that we give them. And then, you know, whoever gets the most likes, views, and comments on a video moves on, in essence, goes viral to the next round. And, you know, hopefully we'll give them either a cash prize or they'll get to work with one of our influencers. That's awesome, man. That's a cool concept. Especially you're kind of taking, you know, before it was like everything is going from TV and radio to social media, right? And it's like you're taking social media and bringing it back out. Back out, yeah. (laughs) Which is a cool concept. But, you know, beyond that, you know, my whole thing is I think as human beings, we all have goals, right? We all want to be the best version of ourselves, reach our full potential. But, you know, reaching your full potential is such a subjective term because as human beings, once we, once we feel like we're getting close to that, it's probably already escalated to an entirely new level, right? Right. You know, yeah, there's yeah, just yeah, new yeah. levels that, that it just keeps going up and up and up and, and we'll never actually reach our potential, you know? What does success mean to you right now? You know, what's that version of potential you're striving to reach and how do you predict that changing over time? Right. So, you know, I, I spoke about this in my TED talk a little bit that I've never defined success with the amount of money that I've made. Right. And the reason being, you know, and don't get me wrong. When I say that, I damn well want to, I damn sure want to be a millionaire and a freaking billionaire. I, I'm saying that with all, yeah. I want to be that. Right. But the, the biggest accomplishments, biggest accomplishments I've achieved in my life, whether it be the last year, or the last 15 years, it was never really associated with money. You know what I mean? The, the biggest come ups and the big, if somebody's like, what have you done? And I want to impress this girl so badly. Half of those things, 90% of those things have nothing to do with money. So when people, you know, are doing very well, but they don't have tons of money in their bank account, it doesn't mean anything. It means something, but it doesn't mean anything. Your successes are not based on, your successes are not based off the amount of money you make, in my opinion. So, you know, that's just my opinion. I know you had a second part to that question. What, what was it you said? Well, how, do you, how do you see it changing? Yeah. How do you see that changing over time? Um, maybe I would like the success to be associated with some money. <laughs> um, you know, I want to turn everything that I've done, you know, all the virality and you know, things that go viral. I want to use the momentum to monetize the right way. Because I've said this on the Brad Lee podcast that, you know, he was like, how do you monetize all this? And it's funny because I, I was still trying to figure it out. I didn't monetize in the sense where I'm making million dollars off YouTube views. I monetize in the sense that I'm getting opportunities and I'm getting paid to speak. I'm getting right. paid for stuff. I'm getting paid for the celebrity boxing uh, ring guy. You know, it's, so that's how I was able to monetize. What I want to do is I don't even look at America's Gone Viral. If I, I, wanna, I don't like saying if, but when I get it on the air and when it becomes successful, I don't even look at that as my final destination. That's my starting point. That's my entry. I want to get, I want to take that show. If I get enough, you know, whatever you call it, fame or whatever, you know, enough exposure off the show and do something more. My main underlying goal is to help people. So as far as I go up on the totem pole in this ladder, I want to be able to 
help my boys around me. I want to be able to help my family. I want to be able to, you know, help homeless people. I want to be able to rise, but do positive things in the process. And that will make me feel successful if everybody's brought up around me as I'm moving. Cause I, you know, it's not fun for me to do it by myself. Yeah. I think that's definitely key too. I, I mean, having that support around you too is definitely something everybody wants. And right. I think, you know, the journey of entrepreneurship can be lonely. And when you, yeah. when you just allow it to be lonely, it's not as, uh, I guess, intriguing and it's not as exciting. Right. I mean, if you have all the success and no one to share it with, it's like, okay, oh, no. that's great. But I, I think, I think yeah. your concept is great. I mean, I, I think Thank you, you seem like a driven guy of, you know, this is not, this is not the end. Like this is just the beginning. Right. And you yeah. have so much more you want to do and so much more you want to accomplish, which is kind of what I was getting with, with, you know, as humans, we just have these, these lofty goals, but you know, once we reach that goal, we're not satisfied. We want to go to yeah. the next level, next level, next level, which is great. But I think what's cool about you is that, yeah, you have gone viral, but you could care less about the money right, right now. Right. Of course, everybody wants to make money. If, if someone says they don't care about making money, you are lying. Everybody right. cares about making money. But right. when you do it solely for the money, that's when you have issues. That's oh, yeah. when things don't fall into place the way you want it to. When you have that passion to change whatever mode of whatever you do out there, money will come. hundred percent. What if you're making millions of dollars in a shit, miserable job? Exactly. You're, working, you're working 80 hours a week and you're, and you're disgusted every day. It doesn't, doesn't matter how much you have. You've seen celebrities many times go through depression. Celebrities, people with the biggest of fame. I mean, I heard Justin Bieber said it. When you're at the top, you're lonely. You know what yep. I mean? So it doesn't, you know, the, don't get me wrong. When the money it allows you to find the happiness. So let's say rock climbing is your happiness. The money allows you to buy the equipment, the shoes, the this, the that. If you like sailing around the world and being on the ocean and you want to buy a house on the ocean, yes, you need the money. There are certain things that money is going to help with happiness, but that's, it's not the underlying factor. There's so much more to happiness, so much more to happiness than having money, but money does in essence help you get to those things, you know, yep. but it's success does not equate to money almost in all cases. You're going to find that you're so much more happy with things that have nothing to do with the money than the actual money itself. You, you know what I, you know, the more I think about it, I'm only 23, so I might have kind of a naive perspective on this, but I remember Jeff Bezos said once that before he started Amazon, he didn't want to be on his deathbed at 80 years old or whenever you die and regret not trying something, right? Yeah, yeah. Not that... You know, and they always say you, you can't take money to the grave with you. Yeah, you can help your family out, which is which can make you happy that you can help right. them out financially. But what really is happiness? And the more I think about it, it's such a weird way of thinking it is like when you take risks towards something that you want to do, I think that yields happiness in a way. Because you're happy even if it doesn't work out that you at least tried. You know? Hundred percent. 100%. And I, I sat with my nephew the other day and I talked about this. My nephew, he's young, he's 16. He was telling me how he's depressed and this and that. And I was like, listen, Brandon, I'm like, it's not that you're depressed. It's that you don't, you don't know what you like. You, I told him that every person has to find their meaning of what life is about. So I asked right. him, like, you believe in God? And he's like, no. I was like, listen, whether you believe in God or not, you know, it's good to believe in God. But if you don't, every person on this earth has to define why we're here and you have to lock that in for a reason. So, you know, I told him one of my reasons for being here is, you know, I want to leave something big behind. I want to help people. I want to change people's lives while I'm moving. I was like, you need to find your own personal reason why you're put on the earth. Cause it's a crazy question. When you sit there and think, 
why why did god put me here and if you don't believe in god why am i here why am i on this earth it's a scary question you every one of us has to make our own reasons and i just know that whatever reason it is i am lucky as shit that i was dropped on this earth my mother was a crazy woman she beat the hell out of me she passed away when i was 13 years old and then i was sitting there thinking just the other day like she she gave me life so i can't be that angry i'm lucky to breathe every day because one day I'm not going to be here. We only got one chance on this earth, whether you believe in heaven or hell, there's one chance on this actual planet. Yep. And you need to, you need to find your reason and do your best just to, just to move towards that reason. And I think what you said, risk taking, even if you fail, that's a freedom. And that's a, that's such an amazing feeling. And, yep. and you know, it, it's a purpose. You have to always have something to look forward to. You have to have risk to take on a consistent basis and you'll find your happiness somewhere. And, and I can tell you this with a shadow of the doubt that when the, the worst thing that I felt is feeling like I'm pursuing something that I yeah. don't want to pursue, but I have well, to pursue it. It's the worst. It's the worst. And you feel like, I mean, of course, like I'm married, like my wife just walked in the door. What I, my, my first priority is to provide for us financially, right. whatever that is, I'll do whatever it takes, but I'm okay with that because it's my wife. I love her. I'm going to take care of her. Right. But if I was single and I had a job that I hated, regardless of the money, but I feel like I have to pursue it because I don't know what else to do, that is the worst feeling in the world. I've been there for years, bro. I was a waiter, busboy, door-to-door sales. I, I was a telemarketer. I sat in marketing. I, I worked at uh, Kaiser College for, for four years sitting in a cubicle. And you know, I, there was parts of your job that you, you find fun because you have to. You have to right. make it like that. But geez, like I'm out there performing every night. Then I come into work. People were screaming my name the night before. And then when I come into work, they're like, why are you late? I'm like, wait, people were just screaming my name. <laughs> and you're talking about being late. But that's, that was the reality of the situation. Yeah. I wasn't making money off music then. And I got fired in 2008 and I couldn't get a job anywhere. I had some legal trouble that happened back uh, a little bit before that. And it screwed me over. And it, it literally kicked me to the curb. Like it pushed me out in the real world. I couldn't even get a nine to five if I wanted to. And it forced me into the world of being an entrepreneur, although I already had that entrepreneurial spirit and it was scary, but you know, I was happy. You know, I, I found yeah. happiness struggling. I found happiness, uh, uh, failing business to business, to business, to business, because it was my way. Just like Frank, Frank Sinatra said, I did it my way. I don't know if you know that song. <laughs> that's, that's like before we were both born, but. Um, but exactly. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. You know, it's like when, when you're living life on your terms, there, there's just nothing, there's nothing that, that compares to that. You know, it's a different feeling, bro. It's really, when, when you're making the decisions, you know, I've been, I've been on my, I was kicked out of my house when I was, uh, 19 years old, not because I did anything wrong. They're like, Oh, you just passed 18. You're 19. You're out. I'm like, but I'm not ready. I'm literally not yeah. financially ready. I was not ready at all, but you know what? I never went back and that was it. And I, I literally did it my way. So when I die and I look back on everything right before I die, I'm going to be like, wow, I, I literally did pretty much everything I wanted to do, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and nobody told me anything. Nobody told me what to do. And, um, I kept moving forward with it. So yeah. And now, I, think, I think it's inspiring too. Cause yeah. it's like you're, you're living life your own way and you are unapologetically you. Right. You know, you're right. not trying to be someone you're not, you're you, you're going to pursue things that you're passionate about. And I think that's inspiring to a lot of people, especially on social media, because social media paints this picture that you have to be someone that you're not. And you right. have to you have this the persona. Highlight reel of exactly. Everybody. Exactly. Yeah. But just like this podcast is about, like, 
everyone goes through shitty struggles. Everybody. All of us. But does anybody want to talk about it? <laughs> no, not while they're going through it. Yeah. But if I'm going through this shitty struggle and I somehow make it to a very successful point in my life, yeah, I'm going to talk about that shitty struggle because I know it's going to inspire someone, you know? It's right, clickbait. talk about it later. Exactly. Yeah. But why would I currently talk about, yeah, I'm in a shitload of debt, and it, <laughs> it, it, it's a huge burden on my shoulders, and I'm going to figure out how to get out of it. But it's so funny you said it. You, know, you know how many times that I've been sitting in my bed, like, so stressed out, the worst day of my life, can't figure shit out, and then I'll post something on my stories like, um, Stay something positive, a funny meme, yeah. nothing. I will never let people know at the even at a hint that something's wrong with me. But I'll come on a podcast like yours and I'll talk about all my struggles definitely later on. So even you know, even me, someone that understands that you're seeing people's highlight reel, I'll still look at other people's lives and be like, "What, man? I'm, I'm not there yet, bro." Jeez. <laughs> and I'm, I'm I still get like that, and then I step out of it like, "Man, yeah. that motherfucker probably has a dollar in the bank. That's probably a rented Ferrari. I don't want to hear that shit." Yeah, but. But you know what? You don't want to. You don't want to stress about. I've had people tell me like I really look at other people's pages and I feel like a loser, and I'm just like, don't, don't feel like a loser, bro. Again, yeah. those are people. Those are people's high, highlight reels, and everybody's struggling. You don't know what they're going through. They're all going through something, and you just need to do your own thing. And you know what you do? You look at those pages instead of feeling like a loser. You use it to motivate you. Yeah. And I posted this the other day on Facebook. You have to look at everybody's, um, everybody's accomplishments as friendly competition to your own. Mm -hmm. So if I see somebody going crazy viral with these viral videos and I'm trying to go viral again or whatever with these viral videos, I'm getting motivated. I'm like, I'm going to catch up to these bastards. I'm not like, <laughs> fuck them. I hope they fail. I hope they die. Oh. No, I'm like, nah, man, I'm going to go harder. Oh, he got a Ferrari? I don't have a Ferrari yet, but you know what? That's pushing me to go harder because I yep. want to get to that level. But I will never hate on somebody. I will never feel bad because of someone else's successes. But I will get motivated and light a fire under my own ass to catch up to them. Yeah, I think that's definitely key too because I was going to hit that point too is a lot of people, they don't have that, I guess, mental capacity. I don't even know if that's the right phrase to handle the comparison, right? That's a good, not the right phrase. I think that works. But, 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 you know, being like, hey, they have this and I don't but I'm not going to, I don't care. I'm going to work right. and get my own version of success. Right. And just like, you know, I, I believe in God too and going to church. And, you know, when we started this journey, we were in so much credit card debt. It was like yeah. 15 or $16,000, which is a lot to us. We're, we're out of it now. Thank God. Yeah. I mean, it, it took five months and like, it just putting our struggles out there. I felt the support and it was good, but we were good in job. church one day and the guy, uh, the pastor said, do not worry about money. Because worrying about money does nothing for your situation. And he's right. Nothing. He's right. All it does is just make it worse, you know? Right. So yeah, I, it, there's a difference between worrying and, and coming up with a plan. Exactly. Worrying is the stressful and the making you feel sick and sweating at night, not being able to sleep. But, you know, you still, you know, make sure you got that plan and, and, and you get things taken care of. But don't worry. Don't stress every day about it. Yeah. You know? Because I think stress, I mean, stress is not good for your body <laughs> by no. any means. And I, I just think, especially with, with all these people on social media, keep coming back to it. You just have to be mindful and aware of that. And yeah. oh, am, am I, is my mental health okay? You know, with all this, cause I mean, it's really easy to not nowadays, right? I mean, I don't have the problem, but I know other people do. So just yeah. being aware and saying, okay, this person, I don't, I look at their posts and I, and I feel like I'm comparing myself and I feel like I'm down about myself, but I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to come up with a plan so that I can put myself in that position if that's where I want to go. 
hundred percent. And and I don't know if you heard, but Instagram actually recently hid lights in certain places yep. in order to get people out of that mindset, which kind of didn't make sense to me because there's still comments. You're still going to compare the amount of comments, you right. know, and you can still see your own likes. So you're, you're going to know. Um, but you know, it's, it's gotten so bad with people's mental health on social media that they have to hide likes now. So you don't feel bad for not getting enough likes or not having a better yeah. life than somebody else. And it blows my mind, mental health. And I didn't even realize this till later in life, how important your mental health is. Like it, it, it is, is crazy. I mean, if you don't take care of that, that's going to affect every other uh, facet of your life. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, I think people think about mental health and they're like, that's not going to happen to me. I'm good. Oh yeah. Like you I don't even know that. every single day your brain is rewiring to what you're seeing and how you're reacting. And yeah. before long it all adds up. And right. well, what, uh -huh. by then, I mean, by then it's too late, you know? hundred percent. Well, when I was younger, I, I mean, I went through a lot of stuff. My mom, when they, they actually tried to bring me when I was like 13, I remember them bringing me to a therapist and, and for such a long time, I was like, oh, fuck out of here. I don't need to talk, <laughs> talk to someone. You got to pay someone to talk to them. And then I got a little older. I'm like, eh. and then I, I, I still never went as an adult, but then I see other adults going and I started being like, Oh, they see a therapist. Oh my God. But then I started thinking about it more and opening my mind a bit. And mm -hmm. I'm like, maybe that is the right way. Maybe you have to talk to an outsider, someone that doesn't know you forever, not going to judge you. And they're going to give you proper tips because they study this on exactly. how to handle it. So it actually took me a long time to get behind the idea of therapy, even though I've never personally done it. I'm just saying for other people, I would never judge anyone if, if someone's going to a therapist because they're giving you tips on how to handle real exactly. life world issues. So it's important. Exactly. And I respect yeah. someone that, that can actually feel confident enough to talk about it. You and know? admit it and admit they need help. Exactly. You know? And I think that's the key in everything is admitting you need help. And if you do, and, and I think we're in such a good space now where people don't judge as much if you need help. And, right. I, and I think social media yes. kind of helps that, you know, like people understand like people are struggling with mental health. If they right. need help, I'm going to support them, you know? Right. And but it's, it's funny that social media. Yes. They'll, they'll support you on that side, but they'll, attack you so badly until you need that mental health. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. Like, and I, the best example for that is Britney Spears. This is way back to, but I don't know if you remember when she shaved her head. Yeah, I remember. She went crazy, bro. Online, they attacked her mercilessly. Magazines, this bitch is crazy. This, this, they were going in on this girl. Then finally she snapped and she got her help, the help she needs. She started looking healthy again. Same magazines that were ripping her ass. Oh, Britney Spears looking beautiful back on her feet. I was like, you bastards, you lying bastards. So it's, it's weird. Social media will attack you till you're depressed. But then when you need help and you admit it, they're like, then they'll get behind you. Yeah. Heavy. So it's a, it's a weird thing. Yeah. I can't explain it's a weird it. dynamic. Well, it's I don't think anyone's dynamic. ever going to quite understand it, but, but Brian, we, <laughs> we talked about a lot. I mean, primarily yeah. social media and we're going to go and start closing out, but with everything you've achieved through social media and business and entrepreneurship and whatnot, what is the one piece of advice that my audience could take today that's actionable? That's actionable. Um, stay motivated, but do it in a way. So, so this is what I like to tell people. And, and the reason I'm saying the motivation part, and I know that's, it sounds very cliche, but the thing is, if you get complacent, you're going to quit and you're going to stop. And I've seen more people in my lifetime stop uh, because of fear of people judging them uh because of people that i i've had so many people come up to me after speaking around the country um and they tell me my biggest fear of putting out content i don't want people to talk shit about me i'm scared and i'm scared and i'm scared and you have to get past that number one by 
by not worrying about what people think. And you need to stay motivated in, in the general sense of life. I know so many people's motivation goes up and down. And the way I stay motivated is a bunch of ways. Number one, I have the eternal drive, so I'm lucky that way. You know, But it's everything I surround myself with. You can't see now, but I have uh, movie posters behind me that keep me motivated. Behind me, in front of me, I have a think wall. And it has all these major figures, figures from Einstein to Tesla to Steve Jobs to to Schindler, all these people that the minute I wake up, that's the, one of the first things I see. So I, I, I surround myself always in my eye line of things that are going to keep me moving forward. Above my couch, I have a big Breaking Bad poster. Although he was a bad guy eventually, he still started from nothing and came up. In my room, I have seven whiteboards in my room. The minute I wake up, I see what I need to do. I see some of my goals. I see the vision board. I see everything in front of me. So from the movies I watched to the music I put on in an airplane to the music I put on when I ride in my car, Every song that I choose is pushing me, pushing me, because as humans, we forget, number one, why we started, and we, we forget to keep ourselves motivated, and if you don't keep these things in your eyeline at all times, from the people you hang out with, to the stuff you see on your walls, to the things, to the, to the stuff you're consuming, to the music you're consuming, if it's all negative, what do you think is eventually going to happen? Exactly. You're going to drown in a sea of negativity. If every day you're listening to music that's like, pop, pop, kill you, motherfucker, you know, you, you might, you may... <laughs> You may kill someone in 10 years. No, I'm kidding. Right. I, I don't want to say music influences, but you know what I mean? If right. you're around people that are doing drugs from morning till night, what do you think is going to happen? You'll probably end up maybe doing drugs. There's a small percentage. But if you keep everything positive, you surround yourself with millionaires and people that are only businessmen and they don't sit around playing video games for 10 hours, you're probably going to get to a nice little momentum and a nice little groove of you moving forward. So the number one thing your audience should take away from this is keep your ass motivated, but do it in a real way. Like, like keeping your mental health correct, you have to see a therapist. Keeping your motivation correct, you have to keep things in your vision at all times that are going to push you forward like a hamster on a wheel, like a steam-powered yeah. train. Yeah, definitely. And just like you said, too, keeping your or surrounding yourself with stuff that's positive. And I think that, that's definitely actionable in another piece, too, because it does help. And, and whether you realize it or not, you, your brain is rewiring with the stuff that you surround yourself with. And when you do surround yourself with stuff that is pushing you forward with momentum, then... Right. It helps. But Brian, I appreciate your time, man. Where can my audience find you on social media? Yes. The main, main hub these days, Instagram is Brian exactly. Breach. YouTube is uh, Brian Breach 03. Facebook, Brian Breach 03. Uh, Twitter, Brian underscore Breach. And my biggest platform right now is MySpace. It's uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Yo, I must've said that joke like, like 40 times on 40 different, but no, <laughs> I always throw it out there for the hell of it. I'm just playing around. I don't even know if MySpace is still up. I know Justin Timberlake bought them out, if I'm not mistaken. Really? It was, yeah, it was supposed to turn into like this whole music platform and it, and it didn't work. But the big one actually now is tick, TikTok is making its way, bro. Yeah. It is crazy. And you know what the reason is? Because the algorithms are not set in place yet and you could blow up. I posted one video. I had like 100 followers and I went to like 4,000 followers. I don't, I don't even know how because one video <laughs> caught steam. It got 138,000 views and I had like 200, 100 followers. How does a video get 138,000 views with 200 makes followers? makes zero sense to me. TikTok. <laughs> makes zero sense. But awesome, yeah. man. Well, hey, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, I'm going to link his social media in the description, guys. Reach out to him. Let him know what you thought of the episode. Ask him any questions if you got it. And appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it.
Thanks for listening. I post episodes every Monday and Thursday at 6 a.m. Central Time, and they're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other major podcasting platform. Check out our social media linked in the description and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'll catch you next time.